Welcome back to our podcast. I'm Ben, the executive pastor at Morningstar Baptist Church, and joined, as always, by John Decker, the lead pastor. John, what's going on? Well, uh, not much, but uh, apparently we got to start this all over again I because know. it's been so long since we've done this. Yes, we we we're not taking the breaks anymore. No, we're not doing that anymore. No, so. it's it's been uh, a while, and we're, we're gonna talk about why here in a minute. But right. it's it's been a needed break yep. because some other things took part priority um, over doing this. But man, we got to get back to it, and we're excited to get back to it, and we've. Even upgraded our equipment a little bit. Yeah. We get these cool new microphones that should sound a little bit better and clearer. And uh, right. but we're here. So, John, why in the world would we take almost a year break from our podcast? Yeah, Ben. It's uh obviously when when COVID hit, and this is celebrating the year anniversary of everything shutting down here in March. Is we just we just we kind of you and I dove headfirst into everything else. Just. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do we got to do to make this work? What do we got to do to keep moving forward? And so that really took priority. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've missed it. Man. I've missed being in here and, and and doing this. I enjoy it, and and so that's why, man, we're not going to break anymore. I think because now this is kind of we're on the back hill slide of all this. Um, we're ready to jump back into it. Yeah. So let's kind of walk that timeline then. Mm-hmm. So so COVID hits, and at first, you know, you and I are like, well, let's see what's going on before mm-hmm. we make some decision to s- shut down. So right. we we rolled along until we got the word that we really didn't have a choice. Yeah, I, the governor really never came out and said churches have to, but there was a lot of pressure, and there was a church that didn't close north of here or south of here, and they took a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. And we even went a little bit past that. And then so, um, but then we were like, you know what? Let's just break for. And we knew in our minds it wasn't going to be long. Yeah. Um, we were going to do it for a couple weeks and that was, that was going to be about it. So, but we were already streaming our services, um, leading up to that March of last year. Yeah. So it wasn't a big deal. So we just encourage our people, find someone else in the church, go to their house, like a little house church and watch the service together. Right. Right. So we, you and I came in and you would, you guys would film the, uh, the worship time and then I would come in and preach to an empty room and film it and, which was always kind of awkward. And we did that for three weeks, right. the home church for three weeks. And it was it was interesting. It was really neat. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we had a couple of different families in our church that took advantage of that, and I bounced around from from. I stayed. We stayed at our house for one. I went to uh, the other two, the different mm-hmm. Sundays. Um, and it was fun. It was interesting. It was yeah. unique. Uh, but then we're like, you, you and I sat and talked. Like, we can't. This is not sustainable no. for our people. There's no way. This is not really what God wants for our church. Um, we felt people start disconnecting, and there was a lot of fear going on at the time because now you're three weeks into it. Now you're looking into April, and people's jobs were being shut down. People weren't able to go to work. They were telling people not to go to the store. I mean, it was just so like, nope, we're not. We can't do this. So mm-hmm. we did drive-in church, right? And so I'm kind of the the like redneck king of <laughs> of figuring random stuff out. And so it was like, how can we like a drive-in service? or like a drive-in movie, mm-hmm. send the sound for our service to everybody's radios, which was right. a challenge because not only did I have that idea, apparently mm-hmm. every other pastor in the country had the same idea, and right. the equipment was really difficult to get a hold of. But thankfully, because we had used similar equipment for something else, mm-hmm. we were able to, to make it work. Yeah, and you so, rigged it up for sure. And, I did. And we, it worked. It did work. It worked really well, and it was a hit, man. Drive-in mm-hmm. service. People loved it. It was unique. 
it was bad for us because we're out in the weather. <laughs> like they're in their yeah. cars, and it was windy, it was rainy, and and it's just miserable. But we made memories, man. That first Sunday, you talk about being a redneck. We backed tr- trucks in together and three trucks, three, three trucks. Man. That was our stage. <laughs> was three stage. trucks. Yeah, and then the band would sit in that breezeway of the church yep. and play. Um, so because they couldn't be out in the weather so right. much. So, uh, but I think we did drive in church for about five weeks. Mm-hmm. And a drive-in Easter and a drive-in Mother's, Mother's Day. Mother's Day, yeah. And we had great turnouts for all of them. Mm-hmm. And they tried a couple drive-in movies and packed out our parking lot with drive-in movies because mm-hmm. people, people were wanting to get out. Families were looking for something to get out of the house because there was no school. There was March 13th. That's the day that we'll live in infamy. That, mm-hmm. that was a Friday. Um, our boys got out of school. They were on spring break the next week. And they were told not coming back, and they didn't. Yeah. They never went back until this past fall. And so at the you and I, we, we've talked. And we're like, okay, we've done driving service. It's time to go back. Right. And a lot of churches weren't going back. So when we opened up, it was the week after Mother's Day. And we said, nope, this is what we're going to do. This is what God wants for us. And we did. And we never looked back. Right. We coined uh, that the weekends. That's when we started using our phrase, the weekend's greatest celebration. Yep. We had T-shirts. We had new music. Mm-hmm. And we just... We're like, we're not going to approach this lightly. Like, if we're going to reopen, we're going to reopen like it's the biggest Sunday of the right. year. Because we didn't get to have Easter, which is normally, you know, a big uh, celebration-type Sunday. And, right. and every cel- Sunday is a celebration. We've carried that on. But that's when we coined that phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, so to think that that started for us in the middle of uncertain times to say the least right and and what uh we what we saw is starting in drive-in service we had people showing up to our church who'd never been to our church before Mm -hmm. um either because their church wasn't doing anything or because they'd never been it they were just they were looking for something Mm -hmm. and and ever since then we've still we the same thing is happening because there's a lot of churches even now um sadly Mm -hmm. a year away that are still not meeting Right. Um, and and there's people who are feeling disjointed, disconnected, and there's lights in the community that are been basically shut off now. Right. And and uh, we just decided we we covenanted together in our hearts right. and our church that we're not going to be that, and right. and we're we're going to keep pushing forward. And we've seen some things from that, right? Totally. Uh, uh, what we've seen, and we talked about this on this past Sunday. I'm going to encourage you uh, go to our website, our Facebook page, and watch. This past Sunday's message, we talk about celebration. Mm-hmm. We're going to celebrate some of the things that God has done in this year from March to March because there's no explanation for it, right? to be honest with you. We, we, there's nothing we can say um, of, of why this happened. And what we're talking about is that we have grown mm-hmm. through COVID. In fact, January and February this year, we, we are running more now than we were before we even COVID ever even hit. Yeah. Um, and so we're running about like 105% of what we were running before COVID, but there's still churches right now that are still running only about 40 to 60%. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's I'm not going to preach any sermon that's going to make people want to, hey, that's a, such right. an awesome guy, and, and there's not going to be any worship set no. that you guys are going to put together. Oh, that's this is it. It's a God thing, yeah. 100% God thing. Um, so right. And that's and, and <clears throat> we have quite, hey, how did you guys approach COVID, or how did you guys – get back to the place where you're running 105, 104%. And, and the answer has remained the same from our very far. If you go to our very first episode, you're going to you hear the very same thing. And you could click on just about every random episode, and you'll probably hear it at some point. Right. So we've just tried to stay out of God's way. Right. 
And in everything we do, um, we do our best to remove obstacles for people to hear mm-hmm. uh, what God has to say. We're I, I'm s- totally stealing it. Louis, Louis Giglio uses the fra- phrase door holders. Yeah. That he's just a door holder for people to hear the gospel. Everyone from the literal door holders mm-hmm. to the preacher is no more than a door holder to the gospel to right. remove barriers for people to hear the gospel. And yeah. that's from a drive-in service to those those uh, online services were production, man. We, right. we had the band come in on Thursday. We recorded them. We put that in an editing software to make sure we had words on all of <laughs> all of it. It was like none of it was easy. And people were like, why wouldn't you just stream your service normally? Or why would... Why are you going to these lengths for this drive-in service? It's cold. It doesn't. There's geese flying overhead. Yeah. <laughs> and the reality is, we're just trying to remove obstacles for people to hear the gospel mm-hmm. and stay out of God's way. Right. Um, when COVID hit and everything went crazy, God didn't push pause on the church. That's right. Like that. That doesn't happen. Uh, we look at how horribly the church in Acts was persecuted. And then we can read stories from outside of the Bible of how horribly Christians and the church was persecuted. And God never said, well, maybe you guys should not meet until everything settles down for a little yeah. bit. Like, that doesn't happen. And so Jesus said in his church, in the Bible, he said, I will build my church. Mm-hmm. Jesus is going to build the church. It's not my job to build it. It's not your job to build it. It's Jesus is going to build that church. But what is our part? Right. Right? So what is our part? Like you said, people are asking, well, how are you guys running more now than you were before COVID? Well, one, it's Jesus. Jesus said, mm-hmm. I'm going to build my church. It's not us. But we have a part. But what is our part? Our part, number one, and everything in Scripture is to be obedient. Yeah. It is to be obedient. Like, obedience is such a simple thing right. to say, but it's a hard thing to do. And um, as a church, how are we obedient? What does that look like? Well, we are to be obedient by being on mission. Right. That God, Jesus gave the church very specific roles when he right. left, and it's a twofold job. Reach people and teach them. So yeah. we're going to lead them to Jesus Christ, give the gospel out. And then our job is to disciple them, to teach them. Right. So we are going to be obedient by being on mission. And the third thing, so there's really only three things in the, our role. Is one is be obedient, two is be on mission, three is to be open. Yeah. Because we can't be on mission if we're not open. Right. Um, and, and that's what, man, if, if there's pastors out there listening right now and your church is still closed right now, please open up. It's time. It's time to open it. I know it's easier said than done. It's easier right. for us to say, hey, because there's all kinds of variables and all kinds of risks to be involved in, but it, it's time to open. So as, as you're a, a lead pastor, and obviously you don't, the, your leadership style is, is to invite other people into those conversations. So you, that's, you don't just make the decision. But however, right. you have to make the decision. Mm-hmm. And you get some people saying, open up. Some people say, we should do drive-in for a little bit longer. Some people saying, we should still be online. And you're getting all of these different things, and you're trying to sort through that, obviously you made the decision, we're going to open back up. What do you do about the fact that you're going to have people that are not going to agree with your decision? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'm going to circle to that. But I'm going to start with saying, here's what we did from the beginning. Mm-hmm. When we when we did drive-in service, when we went from home church to drive-in service, we decided that we're going to lead from a position of courage. Mm-hmm. How many times the Bible say, fear not? Don't be afraid. 
don't be afraid, don't be afraid. I've got this. Jesus is going to build a church. So we decided from the beginning we're going to leave from a position of courage. Now, some people don't like that, and they're uncomfortable with that. And I get it. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of stuff that was going on. So we weren't leading from a position of stupidity. Right. We were going to leave from a position of courage. And you're right. There's there's a lot of things that no matter what you do, we're not going to make everybody happy. It's just impossible. You know, so when we started meeting back, there was some people, oh, man, I'm not ready to come back. That's okay, right? Right. We're going to open up. If you feel comfortable coming, please come. Right. If not, we still provide the online for, for the people mm-hmm. at home. Um, when the mask mandate came out, right, and that was a big one, right? right. Because the governor says you have to wear a mask, um, uh, but there's really no legal teeth to that other than you have to wear a mask. And so there were some people who believed that we should be making people wear a mask in our church, but we never touched on it. No, our whole thing from that, when that came out, we made a video. You remember, we made a video saying, Hey, here's the deal. You come to church, right? If you wear a mask, great. If you don't wear a mask, great. We're going to, back then we still had our, our chairs really spread out so people could sit separately, um, to still social distance. Uh, we even had a room set aside for people who are like, I want to come, but I don't feel comfortable being around people without masks. So we put a room with a TV and we streamed the service in there and you had to wear a mask to go in that room. Right. But in our large, um, worship area, just come as you are. Like right. that's been the message of church from the beginning. From the just beginning. come as you are because we want you here. And so you're right. People are not going to like everything you do. And so there's some, some decisions that we've made that people are like, I don't like that. And I, we get that. Um, but if we try to focus on making everybody happy, that's when you get to the point where nothing ever gets done. Right. Uh, we would never send out missionaries. We would never be able to support missionaries. We would never go on missions trips. We would never baptize people. We would because ne- we used to be worried about what color the carpet's going to be. Mm-hmm. So we're going to just leave from a position of courage and go, Hey, we're going to stay out of God's way and we're going to be obedient by being on mission and staying open. And and some people just you're right. It's but we can't focus on that. That can't be our drive. Right. And so to a pastor, for example, what what do you say to a pastor that says, if I make this decision this many people are going to leave. And if I make this decision, this many people are going to leave. But if I stay closed, we're going to shut down. Right. What What do you say to them if they're like worried about people leaving, for example, if they make a decision? Yeah, um, by not making a decision or either way. Right. You're going to, there's going to be some people who are still not going to be happy with it. And so the, the idea being staying closed is not an option anymore. Right. Right. Because the longer you stay closed, I heard a pastor say this last week, the longer you stay closed without meeting at all, basically whenever you do open up, you're going to have to relaunch your whole church. You're going to be mm-hmm. planting a church at that point. Um, and in the meantime, that light in the community is gone. I agree. I think right. that, I think the reality is though, too, people are going to leave. Yep. Like I was talking to a pastor friend the other day and he's like, you know, this family left the church. They don't agree with our doctrine. And so they left. And I was like, good man. Yeah. And he was like, good. I was like, why would you want somebody in your church that they need to go to a church where they can get plugged in if they're not going. And your church needs to be united. Right, right. And so not that we want people to leave, but it's it's going to happen. And we always tell people when, hey, this church isn't for me anymore. Hey, let us help you find mm-hmm. another church. Like we're, right. There's plenty of people in Centerville, Ohio, that don't have churches or are looking for churches right. that we're just trusting that God's going to continue right and every church has a front door and a back door right and there's be sometimes you're gonna make decisions as a pastor that people are gonna walk out the back door and not that that doesn't give you a license to make dumb choice like hey we're just gonna make everybody mad on purpose that's that's not what we're saying Uh, hopefully everybody understands our heart but at some point we got to be more focused on that front door Mm -hmm. 
right? That there are people who don't know Jesus, who need to hear the gospel, who need to see a church who is doing what churches are meant to be doing, that are called to do by being obedient, being on mission and being open. And so if people walk out the back door, again, Jesus is going to build that church, right? right? And, and if they get upset because you're going to start meeting, yeah, okay, we're going to be obedient. We're going to stay out of God's way. They weren't coming. And if you stay online, right. they weren't coming anyway. Right. right, yeah. And so we, I mean, we have online service still. And so um, we provide that for people who, who need to stay home. But we're getting to that point now where it's, it's time to get out. So, yeah. so then what do you say as people are walking through and their pastors are making these difficult thought-through decisions, whether it's to open the church or some other directional decision mm-hmm. um, that they aren't sure how they feel about or... Maybe they're on board. Maybe they aren't on board. For church people, how do they navigate when pastors make difficult decisions? Like yeah, that? that's something to understand. That one, be patient, um, because your pastor is having to navigate a ton of different things being shot at him from different areas as far as trying to make that decision. Yeah, understanding that he's thinking through how's this going to affect this person, how's this going to affect this group of people. What mm-hmm. what does God want for our church? And sometimes what God wants might not be what. Sister Sally Susie wants and understanding that that's going to be a very super hard decision. So be patient um, and and be supportive where you can. Obviously, if, you know if there's a doctrinal issue, that's a different story. But mm-hmm. um, making decisions about this in this time of COVID, be patient with them. Yeah. And then, man, be all in. Right. Um, doesn't mean you have to agree with everything. Hey, oh, I'd rather him make people wear a mask. I'd rather them not make people wear a mask. Whatever that is. Or hey, I'd rather meet online. Or be supportive of that. And and just right. man, understand this is a. This is a season. It's going to pass. Something else is probably going to come and take its place. Let's be honest. Like right. it's, it's we're, we're living close to the end time. So this is not something that's going to, everything's going to get all rosy again. And, and, but so be patient and understand there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, and the best way you could be supportive is just, Hey, I'm going to be all in. Totally. And so then as we, we head towards our landing zone here and begin to wrap this up, um, you talked about a church as being obedient and, and churches being on mission and churches being open, all great for churches. How does that translate to you and me and the average person who sits in a service in our families? How does that yeah. remain? Well, first of all, man, our church has been fantastic, man. Our people, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why God has blessed our people. Man, they're on board, and they were so eager to get back. Yeah. So we've been blessed with our church family. They've been just fantastic and just so driven to be a part of what God's doing. Um, so when we look at, we're talking to pastors and churches about being obedient and being on mm-hmm. mission and being open, um, really it goes to us too, right? Yeah. Uh, to the church member sitting in the pew, the same thing goes for you because you are part of the church is to be right. obedient. All of our lives is to be obedient to the cause of Christ by being on mission to what he called us to do. Um, so for the individual, that's, Hey, I'm going to talk to my neighbor. I'm going to talk to my coworker. I'm going to talk to the, my, my family member. We're going to keep the gospel out there. It's always going to be on our lips. The celebration that we talked about on Sunday, yeah. we celebrate because we're saved and we're going to heaven and want everybody else to be able to experience that too. And then be open. So what does that mean to be open? I mean, it just means be there, right? Like gather with God's people on Sunday and be a part of a small group. Be encouraged. Let somebody pour into you and disciple you and grow you closer, challenge you in your faith. Right. Um, so when we say be open as a church, that means be open, have the doors open and meet. For the believer, it means be there when the doors are open. Be there right. and be a part of that um, because we are commanded to assemble together, right. to be the body. If my hand decided, well, I don't want to go today because it's cold outside, I, 
I'm gonna leave my hand at home. Like, how does right. that work, right? So, um, at some point, we need to challenge our our people, everybody. Like, yeah. and it's time to get out of the house. It's time to go to. It's time to be a part of the church. And for churches, it's time for us to step up. There's a mm-hmm. huge opportunity for us to fill a void right now and to have an answer for fear and have an answer for hopelessness right now. God is yeah. like custom made this moment for churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and my fear is that at churches as a whole yeah. are going to miss that. Right. Um, yeah. Because we're letting somebody tell us what to do. We're letting somebody dictate how the church needs to be. Um, instead of the church leading the way. Yeah. And, and we don't say that from a rebellious spirit no. of like, well, we're not going to let anybody tell us what to do. However, what God has told us to do wins. Mm-hmm. Right. It just wins. Yep. And and if there we have to meet in a basement in fear of our lives, like people are doing in other parts right. of the world, like we're gonna do it. And if we have to meet and risk being fined, we're gonna do it. And we're going to be obedient to what God has called us to do. Mm-hmm. It is a corporate mandate for the church and it is an individual mandate for the believer Mm -hmm. to assemble together it is an individual mandate to go and reach with the gospel both it is for the church but it is for you listener you have been commissioned to share the gospel and so be open Mm -hmm. be open with your resources be open with your life be together with the church and be open. Until next time. (laughs) 